How's it going, everyone? This is Jason Navarro. You're listening to Tongues Out Podcast, and let's just jump right into today's subject. Uh, so if you guys are, are relatively new to this podcast, actually, I haven't talked about it for like over a month now, but there's been a project that I've been wanting um, to kind of get off the ground for a bit now, and I, I'm calling it Project Green, essentially, where um, I want to live as self-sustainable as possible, and I want to kind of live in a smaller community, like buy a plot of land, <clears throat> start developing like tiny homes on that land and uh, have it there for like family and friends, people I care about and and develop like a, a small little community with people uh, because I, I feel like the the death of community is one of the reasons of why this country is going downhill. But um, I don't, I try not to talk too much about the negatives about uh, America. I do sometimes here and there. Um, I touch on them just because they're they're either a current event or something that is bothering me, um, and I just want to want to talk about it. But I, I'm starting to realize why I want to do this project, and it addresses an underlying feeling that I had like five. Oh man, actually, it's so long ago now, <laughs> um, like eight years ago. Whew. Man, that's so weird. Um, so about eight years ago, um, the the political climate that was going on then, this was like uh, Barack Obama had just got his second term. I'm a I'm at this point in life, I'm still a conservative. Um, I I don't I don't even know when I started to make the transition to more of a liberal perspective. But my whole twenties, it's so weird. My whole twenties, pretty much, I was like a conservative, and um, I. Like I had strong Republican views and things of that nature, and I just was not happy about the state of the country um, under Barack Obama. So much so that I was like, you know, I'm kind of done with America. Like I feel like America's not really doing what it needs to do to address the problems from a conservative perspective. And so it was easy for me to kind of jump on the idea of moving, or like actually initially the idea was to backpack all over the world, but when that opportunity kind of uh, had to change for um, reasons that I've discussed plenty of times before in the, in the past. But essentially, I had uh, had plans with a group of friends, including my brother, to backpack around the world. But essentially, personal things happened to everyone in the group. And I had a decision to make. I was the last one to kind of have a decision to make to either come back to the States after just living in Colombia for six months or choosing to just stay and, and make it work. And so I ended up making the decision to staying in Columbia. I stayed there for an, another year and a half. So I was there for two years. I loved the experience. It was great, but it's, um, I felt like it was the right time for me to come back to the States. And so I visited with my, who now is my wife, but at the time was my girlfriend. And, uh, she fell in love with, with the country as well, with the conveniences and things of that nature compared to Columbia. And the dollar was starting to become stronger too. So, Financially, uh, which was probably the predominant reason for me to move back six years ago, seven years ago, um, six years ago, um, that ultimately caused me to to come back and 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 you know live out here. And I felt like the country was doing a lot better. The, the financial crisis was just kind of, you know, this this was a weird time too. The financial crisis was going on. You had Euro crisis going on. There was a lot of problems everywhere. Financial markets were, were tanking. And 
during that time period in my life, I really cared a lot about finances and, and that was like a, a very important thing to me. And, um, but when I came back to the States, I felt like a lot had changed. A lot of growth was occurring. This was like nearing the end of, um, or not nearing the end. It was like halfway through Barack Obama's second term. And I felt like the country was actually going through a, a, a good direction actually. And, um, it was also during this time period that I started to kind of change my perspective on like political viewpoints. It started to happen in Colombia, and then it kind of I, I brought more of that as I was coming, as I came back to the states, and and then it, I literally finally like the final nail in the coffin was when I saw the the, the person be, representing the Republican Party, um, Mister. <laughs> Donald Trump or whatever his last name is. Um, that right there was like the final straw for me. I was like, I cannot be a part of the conservative party anymore. Like their ideologies and the people that they stand behind. It's just not people I want to stand behind either. And temporarily I like switched to the democratic party. Uh, I voted against Trump and uh, this this election that happened again, I was, I, I got really upset actually because I was for Bernie that election. I was for Bernie, you know, in the most recent election. And because I, I definitely see what he's standing for. He's standing for a system that, that favors the, the average person, the majority of people actually, um, the people that are, are that complain that sit there and, and think that their lives are going to change fundamentally forever uh, and a negative because someone like Bernie would come into office are really those that are just pro, like um, that prey on individuals that, that essentially are not doing well in society. And it's unfortunate too, because this country has so much capabilities to do a lot more. I mean, we are the wealthiest country in the world and yet we have some the, like one of the worst medical or healthcare systems we have. Um, and I, this again, I know about this because I've, I've had to personally go through the healthcare system with good insurance. Uh, I've talked to a lot of people that like most of the reasons why people have bad credit essentially is for medical bills because, you know, they don't want to, they don't have insurance because they couldn't afford insurance. Um, people are in, in so much student loan debt. It, it's just, it's unbelievable. And then when you look at on the other side, there's other countries that the citizens are wealthy enough. They're not over wealthy, <clears throat> But they have enough wealth for them and their family to live comfortably, to have their own homes, to have free health care, to have free college. Um, they all have great uh, social programs that kind of help them in cases of emergencies. There's just a system that kind of levels the playing field for everyone. And, and the focus isn't so much more on capitalism, but more just on a sustainable way of living and, and happiness and things of that nature. And as I've gone older in life, the priority for me has transitioned from a focus in, in wealth and more of a focus in minimizing stress and trying to maximize my level of happiness in life. And I the, the pathway of this country is not taking that path. And I was, I've been very patient with it. And <clears throat> I've had a very fortunate life because of me being born in this country. And I'll never, I'll never give that up. Um, and I'll, I'll never not appreciate that. But just because something good happened in the past doesn't necessarily mean that it's going to always remain good. That's the case for relationships. That's a case for friendships. That's a case for 
you know, work. That that's the case for everything in life. You know, on one end, on like one time period, it could be great, and then it just it, it teeters off and becomes a bad experience. And the projected path that this country is taking is something that I just cannot stand behind anymore. Like I, it's so far off the deep end with pro capitalism that it's it's I'm seeing like essentially where this is all going, like where companies will favor having robots because robots aren't going to talk about unionizing. They're not going to, they're not going to complain about workman's comp. They're not going to need unemployment. You know, you have a lot of companies investing into artificial intelligence and all of those are jobs that are being lost. And for those people that are going to be losing their jobs, there's no way to re-educate them to go to a different, um, career opportunity because a lot of those people that are in those positions that are, are jobs that are being eliminated are a demographic of individuals that are already struggling or in their area. There's just not that much work available for them in the first place. And so, um, you can see where this is all going. You can see the level of debt the average citizen has the, the problems that arose from this pandemic and just how much resources this country has, but how long it took for that to roll out. How we how we favor um, constantly. What really got me to think more and more about this recently was just the realization that we've been in Afghanistan for twenty years now. Like I I don't know why and it, it, like I always think of nine eleven because I'll never forget where I was when that happened. I'll never forget that week. It was a terrible week for for me, and I didn't know anyone in New York that was affected by it, or in Pennsylvania, or in DC that was affected by that. But just the level of fear that I saw in adults as a kid, it really put it really scared me as well. And um it just I'll never forget it. And so like I'm always reminded, I always praise like the military and I always praise like what the work they do. And I respect every military individual that's that served in the military. But time and time again, when I talk to people that have served this country, that have done so much, that have sacrificed, and to see just the level of fucks not given towards even our military individuals that have sacrificed their lives, sacrifices, sacrificed their, their psychology, their physiology, their relationships. Essentially, these people come out, like they're trained for years on just one thing, and that is to kill and then you tr- you expect them <clears throat> to come back into society and to have a, a normal life. And there's no programs in place to help these people transition. It's so half-assed. Veterans are always complaining about the level of care that they have. No one cares. And time and time again, you see politicians constantly saying, you know, we need to do more for our veterans. We need to do more for our veterans. We need to do more for those that serve in the military. And yet we don't do shit for them. And all this time, we always have the money to spend on it because we are constantly dropping millions of dollars of bombs on countries that are not relevant in what's going on in this country. You know, we have like our, our I think uh, the Afghanistan papers came out recently by the New York Times. They did an investigative report on it and, uh, and like talked to multiple generals, multiple people that know a lot about what's going on in the Middle East. And no one has a cut like congruent reason for why we're out there still 20 years later why we still have a presence there and the new york times also did uh they calculated how much money we've spent just in afghanistan and the, and the total was like 180 billion dollars in the last 20 years so that's what nine billion dollars 
a year that we we waste in Afghanistan. You know what this country could do with nine billion dollars to like programs to help people program to just see even just to invest in the military, like pull our troops out of there. We're there for absolutely no reason. We're not benefiting any system, and yet we're we're here for no reason. We're in Iraq. No one knows why. We're dropping bombs on Syria when Syria is pretty much a a, a turmoiled country. Nothing's going on over there. We allowed uh, multiple different countries to kind of take over. Uh, Syria, and now we're just dropping bombs on there. And each one of those bombs is worth millions of dollars. That's that could easily pay a battalion's healthcare for the rest of their lives. And we, it's just always on the news. You always see it, like more bombs, more this, more that. Policing is becoming more militarized for whatever reason. Every town, city has a SWAT team that has tanks and armored vehicles for what for like people that are, are like the one-off chance possibly that someone's going to have an AR and, and let loose on town. And even then those, those, uh, those vehicles or, or, or resources that they have are rarely used. You have SWAT being called for the dumbest reasons into houses causing like endangerment to people's lives. You still see racism in this country and you still see a lot of people talk down about minorities and, and you still see a lingering effect. I mean, we're, st- we're now having this talk about Asians being uh, like taken advantage of. We have Jewish individuals. We have blacks taken advantage of, Hispanics taken advantage of, whites taken advantage of. There's a level of racism in all systems. Our country is so polarized. It's... <clears throat> You have people on extreme left and right. And, it's, and the only reason is because the special interests, people that control the media, what pe- the average person is going to watch, they're controlling the narrative of this country and they're doing it on purpose. And they know that by constantly feeding into a system of fear, they're going to be able to take advantage of people. And I talked about this in a previous podcast. And... When you just look at all of these things, right? The rich are becoming richer, the the poor are becoming poorer, the middle class disappearing, and 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 what does it even mean to be a millennial at this point? Because I mean, the like millennials now are in their thirties, and half of millennials, more than half of millennials, still don't own a home. They don't, uh, they don't have a career. They don't have good health care, and you know their parents when they were their age were already owning homes and already having like good health care and had pensions and had good careers. And that's not a system that exists now. The average person goes through 20 different jobs, whereas before you would you would probably stick with one job your entire life. And the reason why, I used to think that it was just because, oh, as millennials, we just want to just bounce around and, and do new experiences. And that's some legitimacy to it, but I think it's more like we've justified just the, the way the system works now. And essentially, we're just not happy with the way that employers take advantage of people and so we leave and we want to try something else. But we, we're like constantly seeking a system that we can appreciate. And eventually we luck out and find it. But there's not that much work out there for, for, that kind of pe- for those kind of people. You have people that have thousands and thousands of dollars of debt and student loan debt and nothing to show for it whatsoever. And I mean, all of these problems are huge problems to address all requiring controversial thoughts and and things that one side of an equation just cannot see eye to eye with. And so you have this division in politics and essentially you you get nothing moving. You have um, uh, 
filibustering where essentially if you don't have 60 votes, nothing gets passed. You never have 60 rep, uh, senators in Congress as a majority. So nothing moves. In the last 15 years, I think nothing has changed. I mean, rarely has any big legislation passed outside of the tax cuts for the rich and a healthcare system that is so stupid when compared to the rest of the world. And you know what? I'm going to get someone that says right now, well, if you don't like it, why not move? And you know what? I am going to move. I am going to. And when this country figures it out, I'll always come back to it. This is home. It's it's unfortunate. I'm not going to Colombia. I'm, like I was saying earlier, five minutes ago, my focus as I've gotten older is minimizing my stress and becoming happier. I feel like a reason, a big reason for why a lot of people are dying in America from COVID-19. I, if you ask me personally, I don't think it's that bad of a disease. That might sound controversial, but if you're a healthy individual and you get that disease, you should be able to fight it off. But because of the level of emotional state that this country is in at the moment, I feel like that in itself is more deadly than the disease itself. And that right there is the reason why so many people are dying. Yes, there's unhealthy people, but again, it's a system that was put in place that's caused a lot of people to be unhealthy. It's too expensive for them to to get preventative care, and so they don't go to a doctor. They don't care about their health. Caring about their health requires a lot of money. It requires spending more on groceries. It requires spending more on medical costs, money that people don't have. And the idea of knowing that you're probably unhealthy because you don't have a good healthcare system and that right there stresses you out, and now you get COVID, and now you're stressed out even more. I mean, the only reason that this is probably killing so many people that are healthy, right, like in quotation marks, healthy, is because physically they're probably healthy, but mentally they're not. And I attribute a lot of reasons why some people that I know that have passed away when they probably could have fought through something is probably because they gave up. And I think the emotional mindset of people is really... I think me being so positive in life for a long time, like when it comes to like my life, not so much the world, the world is, you can always be pessimistic about that, but I'm optimistic as well. I try to be because if not, it would be a depressing mentality when it came to thinking about the world. But it really does seem like in this country, everything is going backwards. Everything is going towards a direction that's not sustainable. And it's a system that it doesn't favor you or, or you or me, the 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 vast majority of people that just don't want it to be billionaires and millionaires. I mean, and the only reason a lot of people probably want to even make that much money is because so much marketing is put in place to get people to believe that that realization might come to them. And yeah, it can. And there's a lot of things you could do to get there. And I, I wholeheartedly respect people that are in those positions. I have uh, tons of friends that are millionaires, tons of friends that are more wealthier than anything. And I respect the work that they put into it. I'm not taking away from all that that, they're, that they've done. But I sometimes look at them and I always feel that I'm happier to some degree. I only feel not happy when I entertain the idea for a second that I should be doing more with myself and that I'm not. But then I reflect on that idea and I'm like, why? What's the point? What 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 am I doing there? I'm stressing myself out now in the hopes that maybe by the time I'm done stressing out, I'll be in a position in life where I can financially just get whatever I want. Why not cut down all my means? Why not just minimize? Why need all those things? What is the point of it all? 
And I feel like there's so much marketing done to get you to believe that you need so many things in life. Uh, like, and I've, I've over the time, over time have simplified my interests, my hobbies, and I feel happier, more happier ever. Like as, as I get older, having my daughter has boosted that tremendously, but I don't want my daughter to grow up in this country. Not right now. If it were to change down the line, if things were to happen and I would see that racism would die off, I would see that like people are starting to care more about one another and communities coming back. If I started to see like, um, you know, we're not killing the, the, the planet, we're investing more into infrastructure, we're, we're investing more into the people and, and, and we're, we're allowing people to have, to feel empowerment again in the sense of just freedom. Um, yeah, I would, I would always come back to this country. But as it stands right now, I'm not happy about it. And so the long story short, uh, the whole reason for this rant and, and to, to even just get this off my chest is because I'm entertaining the idea of going to a country or countries, depending on which one I can get into, that is rated on a scale of happiness. And so if you know where this is going, those countries are Scandinavian countries. Those are Denmark, Finland, Sweden, Canada is like up there top 10, but I want to live in a, in a uh, Danish country and people might make fun of me and be like, yeah, what's going on over there? You don't even speak Danish or like, you know, what is, I don't care. Like ultimately at the end of the day, year over year, those countries are constantly rated as having the happiest citizens out there and they're doing fine. And when you look and you research and I've, I know people from those countries, they like ultimately, they don't go out of their way like caring about one another, but they they feel so comfortable about the life that they have that they don't have these external pressures on them. And like just the idea of that alone is relieving enough for the average American. I feel like for the average American, if you were to remove all of these stressors that life presents itself as being an American, then you would probably already triple or quadruple your level of happiness but on top of that just the way that these people because of the fact that they know that systems are in place that kind of help them minimize the stress that they might have and and over the course of being an adult they also have the uh, the knowledge of knowing that not just themselves have that but everyone around them have it as well and so you have a level of comfort knowing that your neighbor and so you have a strengthening of community out there and you have programs out there that are there for the people. And I don't care about being super wealthy. I've talked about it in this podcast. I know what it takes to get there. I've been in the positions in my life where I've had a lot of wealth. It's not for me. I'm very simple. And the the whole reason why I was thinking about developing Project Green, I started to realize is because I wanted to get away from the systems that exist in this country. And if that's the case, I just need to go. I just need to go somewhere else. And if that offends you as an American, good. It should. It should. You should reflect on these things and think to yourself, what is going on in this country? Literally, what's going on? Stop blaming the politicians. Stop blaming all of that. Blame the system. Blame, like, literally, fundamentally, all those people do these things for greed, 
for empowerment and and selfishness and and the, and and society the way capitalism is it just it cre- it nurtures that philosophy as much as people want to argue against it it's the truth i mean would we have slavery if it wasn't for capitalism no because people wouldn't need to think about making a ton of money horrible's the horrible thing you know would the Nazis have committed the atrocities of murdering millions of Jewish individuals if it wasn't for the idea of capitalism and, and how money, how somehow Jewish individuals were, were somehow taking all the wealth from Germans, which was complete garbage. It wasn't the case. Or would we have any of the issues that we have now in this country currently at the moment where we have so many people that are impoverished, so many people that are behind in life, so many people that look to a system that know they know it's the wealthiest country in the world and yet it's not doing anything to help them out. People that have never gotten their stimulus money. How could we so be like be so outdated in systems of like unemployment and all of these things to help people when they're struggling? It sucks. Like I, I feel so bad for people that I know in Florida, people that I know here in Nevada, people that I know all over that are good people. And, you know, to no fault of their own because, you know, the government didn't want to do what they needed to do to minimize the impact of this disease, chose not to help the citizens. Even though these same citizens are required to pay into a system that forces them to pay into it and not see anything in return. Can you imagine paying into an insurance and when your house is on fire and you and you need money to rebuild your house? The insurance company tells you, I'm just not going to give you money back. And you tell them, but that was the whole reason I bought fire insurance. Why am I paying into the system if you're not going to give me money back? It's the same reason. Why are we paying taxes if you're not getting your if you're not getting anything back for your taxes? Yeah, but the military protects us. From what? Couldn't we just take all our aircraft carriers? Couldn't we just build an ultimate defense around this country to like all those people that want to be isolationists? There you go. There's your dream. Let's build a, a, a barrier around this country. Not let any um, enemies like enter or, or, or like, you know, scan every single person that comes in. You know, detail all these people. Not enough. So, uh, it's, that's against my liberty. You can't judge me like when I'm coming into this country, flying in and out of it. But you want a system to protect everyone. Um yeah, but we need to monitor these countries because if we don't, they're going to take advantage of us. That's what diplomacy is for. I mean, honestly, I, I, I've seen multiple generals talk in front of Congress saying that you know diplomacy is always the number one thing. That's the reason why we don't have as many wars as we used to back in the day is because now we're, we're very diplomatic. And whatever that means, I mean, that's probably just a, a, a nice way of saying we're just all corrupt, and so we just all feed each other money now so we don't want to hurt each other. Who knows? That could be it as well. We have, like, it's just, it's, you know where I'm going with this. I already talked about it in this podcast, but it's it's just, the the when you look at the pie graph of where your tax money is going, none of it's going in programs that help people, help your kids. Like education, a better education system. I really truly believe that if every American had access to a better education system and if their parents had access to a better education system and if their parents had access to a better education system, we would be in a position where you wouldn't have that much poverty here. You wouldn't have that many people that are confused about what to do in life. 
they would have a strong support system from their parents because their parents would be good people as well, educated as well, and they would pass on those traits to their kids. But when you lack in education, that follows generation after generation after generation. And and it's unfortunate. That all could have been addressed so long ago. We have had so much money since the early 1900s and nothing's been done about it. And then people want to praise a billionaire when they donate like a billion dollars to a, a certain fund. But how did they get all those billions of dollars? By draining it from society. You, They're sucking up all the cash. They're eliminating so many jobs that just because they donate $1 billion to a fund to help some minority group somewhere else around the world, they did that off of your backs, sacrificing your work and and firing you after the fact, making you feel so devalued. And if this isn't your story, congratulations. Like if you're doing really well, that's awesome. I I I I, I respect that. And I think if, if you truly are happy, maintain that. Do whatever it takes. But if what you're doing you feel consciously is wrong to get to that level of happiness, I say go fuck yourself. <laughs> like I, I say that to every single person I know now when I know that they're taking advantage of people to get somewhere else in life. Like seriously, go fuck yourself because you're just feeding into the system and you're not happy. You're not. You feel fake. You know who you are. You know what how you feel. I talk to people like you guys and I know how depressed you are at the end of the day because you want people to love you and you'll do whatever it takes to get people to like you. But in the end, you're going to be one of those people that when you pass away, the only reason people are going to think about you is because they want some bit of your your wealth in the end. They just want access to your wealth. They don't care anything about you. And you know that and it hurts you. And good, you deserve that. Because if your whole idea of just being wealthy is just to, to take away from others, to be in that position... You deserve that feeling inside. Um, but if you're happy and you're and you're in a good place and and home is America, there's nothing wrong with that. This what I'm talking about has nothing to do with you. And if if it works for you, that's great. But I think you're living a simpler life. I think you're neglecting to think about the complications of what the rest of the world goes through. And I think it's also selfish to not think about the community and not thinking about other people. I don't like that mentality. And I think the idea of not caring about other people and how they're suffering is a reason why we're in the position where you don't really see many people socializing with others or caring about what happens to other people. And that's sad. This is where that idea to the extreme is people going out there and murdering to hundreds of people. The Las Vegas shooter, this guy recently that just went around killing a whole bunch of people. Are they mentally ill? Yes. But could those people have had assistance, have had help, had a good support system? Yes. It just, it sucks. It really does. And I don't want this to be like a, a, a huge negative podcast. If anything, this is just a reminder that things can get better. And if they can, that's awesome. I want to come back to that. But right now, as it stands, America sucks. It really does. And if you want to say it doesn't, I mean, that's great. That's awesome. That's your story. But that's your story. That's not the story of a majority of people that live in this country because a lot of people are struggling and they do everything they can to hide that pain. They do drugs. They drink alcohol. They, you know, they get stuck in work all day long. They don't want to come home. 
They're stressed out when they come home. They just want to stay at work. They just want to hide from their problems. We have to stop hiding from these problems. We have to be better about talking about these things. And we have to start caring about one another. Until that happens, though, I am passionately going to be looking. Project Green will happen. I still want that, and I think it's great. But I want that not here. I want that somewhere else. And that's going to be in um, a Danish country, 100%. I'm going to go through the list. I'm going to look at the top five happiest countries in the world. I'm going to do thorough research on all of them. I'm going to talk about it on this podcast. And I'm going to compare. And you tell me, ultimately, if it sounds like really a stupid system or not. But I would tell you it's not. And I know it's not. Because you just have to look at these people and just look at how happy the whole population is. If a population of people are happy and a population of people in another place aren't happy, who's doing it right? The, the ones that are unhappy talking about how the other system's not doing it right? I just, I can't. I'm not that dumb anymore. I'm older. I'm smart. I'm supposed to be smarter. And if that's the case, I have to recognize where the issues arise from. And that's from here. So um, thank you guys for listening to this rant. And I apologize. If you even made it this far, it's because you actually cared and you agree. If you didn't make it this far, I don't know why you skipped to the end of what you were expecting. But, um, you know, this, this definitely is important to me. And I've reflected on it for a while now. And I just had to get that off my chest. So um, thank you guys so much for listening to today's podcast. And I will catch you guys mañana. Peace.